<laughs> okay. Okay, so what did you just tell me? I know why they say, welcome back to after school talk. Who is they? Um, mommy and daddy. Oh, okay. Us. <laughs> so why do we, why do we say after school talk? Because y'all, because y'all talking about something and y'all doing it after school. Makes sense. I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates. Proud educators. And most importantly, husband husband and wife. And you're listening to After After School School Talk Podcast. Podcast. All right, Melvin, it's pretty good. You feel one sign in? Okay, so starting in five, four, three. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk, where I'm your co host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> this is crazy because we are talking about energy tonight and I am a ball of nerves. Talking about that energy and what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Keep it in your system. Let mm-hmm. it go. Talk but, to somebody. Or um, meet me at the waterfall like uh, Black world. Panther. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, I'm going to explain how all this came about. So, we have Steven on the episode tonight. Steven, say hey. Hey. I was about to say, did you say it? What, you, what was the long pause for? That's, that's probably why. How you... <laughs> I didn't know when it's I was coming like, in. You didn't, I didn't see, you know, you didn't throw it up high enough for me to catch it. So. I was really, first of all, for me to say, Steven say, hey, he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> okay, so Steven was on our episode um, called Toxic Parents. And during the episode, he uh, mentioned a uh, the really just like introducing the concept of energy and where you place your energy. And so it, when you were talking about that, you brought up how um, the phone, for example, if somebody calls you, you don't have to answer. Like you don't have to talk to everybody. You don't have to respond to every text. Like you don't have to place your energy there. So with my friends in our group chat, that has been the talk where we are really realizing what that looks like when you stop in energy from coming your way. You know what I'm saying? We, we more mm-hmm. so, if you think about it, we, we normally talk about when energy is just um, already around and present, but really looking at how you, how you stop that from coming. So just give you some background on that. And then I'm going to, I'm going to throw you another uh, assist. <laughs> um, so examples of that in the group chat that we've been talking about is how um, let's say, normally your mom calls you and every now and then she complains about your brother doing something and your brother did this da, 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 and you know somebody in the group chat being able to say like you know this time i told my mama i'll call you back because i you know i got i got something to do i don't have to necessarily tell her that i don't want to hear this today but i every time you call this to complain about my brother and i don't have to listen to that or mm-hmm. somebody texting you something that happened and girl, you know, she said this and said that and you just going, no, I'm not going to insert myself in that today. I don't, I'm not going to go there. So that's, that's that side of it that we were talking about. Thanks to you. Appreciate that. Steve. <laughs> hey, I mean, it, it's an, a very an important conversation to have because a lot of us don't actually protect ourselves. We don't actually stop people from just stepping into our space, you know? Um, and that's the first, me, you said pretend. Let me thank y'all oh, for having yes. me back, though. Thank you, I appreciate it. You know the podcast oh, is blowing up. I wasn't sure I was ever coming back, so <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. Thanks to my man Melvin for bringing me back on. Absolutely, I got you, brother. 
Need to have yes, you back. How you know it was Absolutely. Melvin? Come on now. Man, man we already know where it you is. Know. Anyway. All right, I'm just going to shout out Melvin. Y'all, this is rude. Don't see. y'all see all the tweets about protecting the black woman? That's how y'all going to do it? I mean, we're saying this ain't got nothing to do with that, but anyway. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, so back to the topic at hand. When you said protect, the post I made on um, social media was um, access to my energy is a privilege. Where I think that yeah. goes along with what you're saying about protection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you need energy. Like, you need energy to produce. So, if you're just letting people come in there and steal your energy, how are you able to take care of yourself? How are you able to take care of your family? You know, y'all have a child, you know, the beautiful Shaylin, who just had a birthday. I mean, it takes... (laughs) Yeah. It it takes all of your energy to be able to go out there and produce for her, for your family, you know, for y'all to go out to work. It just takes so much energy. You just can't be letting people siphon energy off left and right. Like, you need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, like you say, you, you, you're you almost limited with, with the amount of energy you have to a certain extent. And once it's out there, it's like, Absolutely. Uh, it's going to take overnight to, to recharge and get that back. So, you got to make sure in those 24 hours, you're putting it out there sparingly or, or making sure you know exactly what you're putting out there toward. That's even well, if you can recharge so. overnight, you know? There right. are people True. who don't sleep well or they don't like what they have to go do the next day. So you go to the you go to Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Yeah, 70%. You know? Right. I know how that is right, I mean, right, as right. educators. How hard is it to go to go teach kids if you don't have all the energy you need to be able to not not combat the kids, but you know, hold them back. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So here, that goes into this. So before we got started, I was telling Melvin, I was kind of nervous on how to guide the conversation so that we can um, really dig into this concept of energy. And I thought about one thing that is a challenge that that's a challenge in working in education um, is somewhere the idea that I'm okay is what what students will gravitate to quickly, right? So as soon as you get in my office and you, you they've brought you to, you know, you and another person had an altercation um, in the classroom. Y'all were yelling almost, you know, to the point of fighting, but you got it calm down to where you can come be in my office and have a conversation. But the first thing out of your mouth, I'm good. I'm going to say to her, I'm good. It ain't, it ain't that big deal anymore. I'm good. And I, I was, I've always said to the student, no, you're not. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to accept the emotion that I am angry or I'm upset, uh, offended, hurt, feel betrayed, whatever it is. But somehow we immediately say the way I show that I'm not putting energy into this is to say, I don't, I don't care about it anymore. And Mm -hmm. we do that as kids, but we even do it as adults. Like, um, we've been having like, we had some social media drama going on, um, this week and I was thinking in my head, some people were, were going for the, but you know what? I'm over it. I'm, it's good. It's good. I ain't thinking about it no more. Are it, are you? And should you not think about it? Or do you really need to kind of say, hey, I need to kind of look into this and why that, and how that energy shifted me for the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think when you said all that, the word, first word that popped into my head and a word I wrote down in the notes before we came in here and talked, introspection. So... Mm-hmm. You know, when you when the kids come into your office after they got them fighting and arguing, you say, I'm okay, but you even have you haven't had time to even evaluate if you're okay. Like, how can you just sit here and say, I'm okay? 
you know, you don't, all this just happened. And now you're just sitting in front of the, you know, your counselor or your teacher. And you're like, I'm good. Like, nah, it's not possible. Like not after what right. just happened. And a lot of adults don't even know how to be introspective. You don't know how to sit there and reflect. You don't even, a lot of people can't even be alone with their thoughts to think long enough about like what's really going on, what's really bothering them. And I'm not sure. Like, I mean, you're, you're an only child, Melvin, you have multiple siblings. So maybe right. this might be uh, <laughs> a Sharon conversation right here, but like, I'm very comfortable being alone. You know, I've always been alone. So I'm cool with like, okay, this happened yesterday or this happened a week ago. And I'm still thinking about those things, but they're not driving me crazy. Like I'm trying to say, trying to think, think to myself, how could have I handled this if this happens again? Or this really made me upset or this made me happy. And you start to kind of really think about those things and understand yourself a lot better. A lot of people don't have the skill set to be able to do that. You know, like they think that they're thinking about something like, oh, I'm worried. I, I don't really worry about stuff. Like, <laughs> and maybe that's like a right, selfishness right. of my own, you know, from also being an only child. Like I think about me. So when I talk about introspection, like I really do do these things. I think about how this made me feel. Like I don't like, yes, do I care how it makes somebody else feel? But first I'm trying to figure out yeah. how this made me feel so that I can sit there and say something to the other person. Right. Because until I understand how this made me feel, how can I tell that person like, hey, I yelled at you or I was angry because of this. But if I just sit here now, like you, you piss me off, then we're never going to get anywhere. So I think introspection and just being able to take, even if you take 30 seconds to think about something like, why was I so angry? Or why did this make me so happy? Or why did I want to do this? I think that's really important. Now, I just want to say... This is a lot. Could I just say that this is a lot? Because I'm having all the child moment for real. Yeah, and and I was just about to say, I think that kind of perspective uh, comes from a different place with me. Because with me being the oldest of four boys, um, I grew up always having somebody around. Mm. So my thing now is, if I do get that private time or time alone to think to myself and think about how I feel about things, I'm good to go, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I mm-hmm. want that time, you know, to be by myself, to, like you said, think about how you feel so that you can express to somebody else how you felt in that moment or, you know, how I think you feeling and just have that, be able to have that conversation. So I, I have being able to, like you just yeah. said, you know, think about your feelings, your views first is very, 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 very important. Very important before you even yeah. try to go talk to somebody else about anything. And does that feel like so, natural to you? I mean, as somebody, because like I said, I've never had anybody around. It's just me and my mom. They've been my mom when I was a kid. So I had plenty of time to think my thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, yeah, plenty yeah. of time. Yes, right. So is that, is that normal for you, Melvin? Are you, or is it now that you, you know, you're an adult and you're in a house where you can go off into a room by yourself and think, is that unnatural? See, and I, I yeah, I think it's because like, okay, soon as I went off to college, it was like, boom. I'm away from the family. I'm doing my own thing. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And I think I immediately recognized that. Like, I immediately mm-hmm. recognized I have a room to myself. <laughs> to myself. Oh. Um, yeah. I can, you know, play this music as long as I want to, as loud as I want to, have this TV on whenever I want to, go to bed whenever I want to. So I was cool then with just being by myself. Yeah, I miss my brothers. Yeah, I miss my family and stuff like that. But I was very appreciative 
to be able to have that space to myself. Mm. Period. Yeah, and that's important. <laughs> so, I mean, that you hit the nail on your head. Like you, you saw the importance of that. I mean, so for like me, I've always had time, but like now that I have my wife, and like there are things that I'll do, and I just want to put my headphones on and zone out. Like, hey, I'm gonna go upstairs right, and yeah, like yeah. clean the bathroom, and I don't worry about it. I just got my head. I'm not upset at you. I'm not upset at anybody. I just right. need my alone time. Like she understands that. Mm -hmm. um, I saw somebody post on Facebook. They're like, you know, um, going to sit in your car alone. That's self care. It is having it having is. a space for yourself is important. Like whether that space is just your bathroom, your closet, going to your car, your your thirty minute commute. I mean, when I used to take the uh, train when I lived in D.C., it was really important that I could just put my headphones on and sit in the car and just. Yeah. Right, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when, what, I guess the thing is, somehow we've created a culture that if I take the time to think about a situation longer than what the other person says I should, then now I am, what's, how the, you know how they say it in school. So why are you still pressed about me? Why are you still thinking about me? Why you, why you still care about this? Mm -hmm. Versus, because I want to work through the process. We we've created a culture. Cause this is for these are grown people. Mm -hmm. Grown people do this too. Where you you perceive thinking about something longer than what somebody else says you should as you're spending too much time on it. But if it's still a part of your if it if it still is unsettling to you, shouldn't you like stick because and I don't want to confuse the two, this one be clear. I'm not saying you harping on something. You know, somebody is like, okay, we're not talking about that no more. <laughs> like nobody's, yeah, yeah. nobody's talking about that. But I'm saying, hey, just like that moment of being in the office and we just had this situation. If that student two days later is still kind of feeling, I'm still feeling uneasy. Mm -hmm. You should. I'm why? Why do I have to get rid of my emotions within a uh, hot 24 hours? Like who said I had to do that? You're right. And I think, I think what we, so kids. Kids are kids. They don't know any better. I, I would hope as we get older, we start to understand it's okay if people are thinking about things. Like, because some things, even if you're not thinking about them, they're holding you back. They're stopping, since this whole conversation about energy, they're stopping you from being able to recharge your energy or get your energy back to where it needs to be. And you don't even understand that because you're just like, why am I still mad? Like, even though you're not like walking around angry like the hawk, like something's bothering you. And until you can mm -hmm. figure out what's bothering you, how can how can you go and be the best version of yourself? How can you get to that 100% energy level that you need to be at? Because in order to reach whatever goals you have for the day or for the week or for, for life, you need to be at 100%. Like 70% energy, 50% energy isn't going to get you to where you want to be. Right. right. That is horrible. Mm -hmm. That is horrible. So, okay. So, oh, okay. Sorry about muffing something. Okay. So, that <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so that, listen, but that got me thinking two, two things. I don't know which one I want to go with first. Let's go with this. Let's go with this first. Cause I'm going to go with the whole um, idea that once I have sat with my emotions and I figured out why I am, why I am upset or angry or sad that that can then allow me to determine what energy to let in because i think when you when you said it and it was like you know i you you can block some energy like you can stop some things from coming your way 
if you haven't taken the time out to figure those things out, then you can't block it. So we're we're saying, so what we're saying is that I, you got to sit with your feelings for a minute so that you know how to monitor them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yes. You wrap okay. that up perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> all right okay now okay so okay so now I'm about to dig now i know i am talking to two black men but i'm uh when melvin and i were talking before we started recording i literally told him oh i'm about to hold that like i ain't even gonna say it to you i'm gonna wait to the podcast so i've been reading um eloquent rage by Brittany cooper um black author who is a black feminist and her book is bomb and a lot of the topics uh, really pertain to black women and our um, mental health mm-hmm. uh, to where we tend to, okay, we've been put pressured in society to be the strong black woman. And in particular, oh, I wish I had the book right now because I would quote that. There's a part in the book where she basically says that uh, black women have been taught that we do not, uh, in so many words, deserve the opportunity to have a breakdown. Like you don't have a breakdown. You don't do that as a black woman. You get it together and you get over it and move on with your day. Right. So some of that, I think when I would have, especially black girls in my office and it was that wall up of I'm over it, it's done moving on to the next is a part of that culture where it's like you, we don't show weakness or that somebody else was allowed to distract me or take my energy away. Mm-hmm. But that's a concept that we have to kind of flip and not allow that to happen. Because I, I had this happen to me as a grown woman. The first time I realized that that was a real thing. And I'm so serious, y'all. This literally happened. I was having a panic attack at work. And somebody said this to me. And I'm talking about literal panic attack shaking. Because I sometimes have anxiety and all this stuff. But the person said to me, and I was in a room of all black women. And the person said, Sharon, you can't, you can't have a white woman tantrum. And the rest of the women who are all older than me looked at me like, get it together. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But then I didn't realize, like, now I'm starting to realize, like, yeah, we put that kind of pressure on black women that you can't, you can't do that. You can't cry and go be Becky or Karen. You have to get your, get yourself together. So that, that is another reason why I think we don't know how to monitor our energy because we're told to just pretend like it didn't happen and keep moving. So it's a tough one because I, I I look at what they said to you more so as you can't cry right now. Like, or you can cry well, in front I of can't us, cry but right you can't now. go out there. Because there is, I mean, we got to be realistic. There is a sense of vulnerability and people see you doing that and they it looks as a sign we like, oh, she can't handle this job or she can't handle that because she's breaking down. So you can't always like cry in front of anyone. Like not saying that anything, there's right. anything wrong with crying, but you do have to understand this is still, you know, quote unquote jungle, you know, and people are looking to see any sign of weakness. Like, Oh, her legs a little shorter than the other one. I'm going to eat her. Like that's what that's dinner. Right. 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 You, know, you might not be dinner tonight, but <laughs> you might, I, I'm noticing that, you know, Dr. Duke, she can't teach this, this lesson. So, you know, when it comes time for raises, she's not good at this subject. You know, you need to get better at this. I'm only going to give you 1% instead of 3% this year. You know, little mm-hmm. things like but, that. Okay, so, they're always looking for a way to slight you. Okay, so I'm going to throw mm-hmm. this in here because I think what you're saying is very important 
for black women as a support group of like, hey, like you said, they they, they could have been coming with that advice because I don't do this right now. But it wasn't that needs to be said more clearly to black women. So mm-hmm. this is this is why this is this is what I would say. When I was Miss Payne, I used to have this <laughs> this phrase for me and my advisor. I called it Miss Payne Walk, where you know you walk on the HBCU campus. If you miss whoever, they expect you to carry yourself a certain way. So if I was walking across campus and I had heels on, just walking, everything's fine. But when I would get behind whatever door, if my feet were barking, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, oh, Lord, my feet hurt. Like, that's that's how I was feeling, right? But the Miss Payne walk was, no, no, you don't let them see you sweat. Like, you just, you stay calm, cool, collected. But as a support, whether you're a man or a woman, for a black woman, as support, I need you to let me know it's okay. Go over there. Get it together. You you have permission to get yourself together. Not, I don't yeah. have permission. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that that concept goes with everything. And it's like, so if I'm just in my house and having a moment, I can't have a moment. No, that's the, hey, that's that's when you're supposed to sit with yourself and, yeah. and get those feelings together. So I know right now, like right now we got to get to work. I got you. But as soon as, as, soon as we clock out, we're going to have a, a waiting to exhale moment in the, in the office and, mm-hmm. and let you express yourself. Yeah, so I'm not sure if all those women in that room, you know, were were your friends. So somebody in there could have been like, oh, I can't wait to see her cry. And so that's one of the reasons why, like, I don't know how many people were in that room, you know, but like if you're in the the room with nothing but your your friends, your colleagues that you trust, somebody should have said, you know what, if you need to cry, cry right now. But when we walk out this door, we need you to pull it together, at least least till you get home or to another safe space. And I think I think that's the conversation that needs to be had, like you just said, uh, Dr. Duke, um, knowing how to clearly say that to another, in your case, another black woman, mm-hmm. um, in anybody's case, another another person, period, um, you know, straighten yourself out right now, but it, it's going to be okay later on, later on. We can talk about it later. And yes. even, in, even in your scenario, it would have been great for whoever that said that. To revisit you and say, "Hey, now let's talk about what was going on earlier." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I know I said X, Y, and yeah. Z. You know, get it together, keep it together, all this kind of stuff. But now let's let's revisit and let's talk about it. And I think that's also part of um, just people being able to talk mm-hmm. again. Going back to what we said earlier, understand your feelings um, about a situation. Um, kind of get a get an idea of how the other person might feel, right. and then be able to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Get it out your system so that mm-hmm. you are, you know, you, you you can give your energy, you know, your yeah, positive energy right. in the, in the right direction or in the right space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, as a society, we're just not good with empathy. Like, so somebody oh, sees yeah, that you yeah. know that you're having this attack, and they're looking at you like, man, if she starts crying, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. I don't know how to help right, her. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to say. Mm-hmm. So the best thing I can say right now is tell her, hey, take a deep breath, suck it up, and, you know, pull yourself together. Because that that's they, now they're protecting themselves instead of trying to help you. Mm, oh, right, yeah. now, t- okay, now, let me tell you how that's powerful. <laughs> I realize that um, every, everybody does not have the gift of being a counselor. Oh, absolutely. Um, a counselor has to remove themselves out of mm-hmm. the the counseling session. I mean, counselor, therapist, uh, uh, psychiatrist, whatever you are. If you have to really sit with somebody and allow them to go through emotions, you have to remove yourself from the process, right? Mm-hmm. And so, 
I, uh, one thing I realized with my students, if they started crying, you know how you want to, you, you just so I don't cry or so <laughs> whatever it is, you know, it's like, Oh, get it. Ooh, mm, don't do that. Don't do that. Did I had to realize you can't do that. Right. Um, mm. and that, and that came from me going to, to taking counseling classes when I was getting my master's and I was, we had to go to, um, a counseling session and I was talking about something. This is why I believe therapy is important. Cause I, the blue, I'm crying about it. Right. And so the, the girl, um said this to me and I always said this to my students she said I'm not going to hand you the tissue box because I don't want you to perceive that as me telling you to stop crying so if you want to get a tissue that's why I place it closer to you so you can but just don't think I'm trying to be disrespectful by not hand you the tissue box Ooh. so with my students I would do the same thing I'm not I would say the exact same thing I'm not gonna hand you any tissue because if you got to get it out get it out but there's you know there's tissue over there if you need it that it's kind of like that but like you said I'm I, I got to remove myself and not not feel pressured to make you stop crying. Yeah. And you're also providing that space for them. I mean, that's that's huge. Ooh, who's yelling? That's a lot now. We even had some tears. I, and I'm not, I'm not good with that. I'm not. But okay, so go back. Go back, refocus. Now, keeping the negativity the 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 negative energy away once you have identified that this this energy because see i think people need to understand too energy looks energy is not a form necessarily it's not like a little ghost figure is coming towards you so it could be yeah i'm like it's not that y'all it's not y'all think it's like erica badu with some sage or something Mm-mm. <laughs> you if I recognize once I've sat with my thoughts and I'm able to recognize when you're either that person's personality, their presence, when they do X, Y, and Z, when this happens, when somebody does this to me, when somebody asks this of me is something that brings a negative energy to me an overwhelming feeling, a nervous, whatever it is, then what do we do to keep it away? So another note I wrote was, Look no, at you writing no, say no. no. so proud. <laughs> I didn't write as many as I wanted. I had a I had a a, a, a draining day today. But uh knowing when to <laughs> say no and how to accept no. Because <laughs> no, no, no is a very difficult thing to to give out and a very difficult thing to accept. I mean, because so you have to te- be able to tell people no so that you can protect yourself. But you also have to be able to accept no when someone tells you no and not let that, like, take you back or hurt you. You know, like, sometimes you're going to hear a no. Somebody's not, everybody's not going to accept you. Everybody's not going to like like what you have to give or feel like what you have is enough. And that doesn't mean it has to, like, hurt you. Like, one, you brought something up about, um, about you know, being angry or having a setback and not letting that, like, pull you down. And that's one thing. I don't know. Did you ever watch House of Cards on Netflix? No. No. So, no. I I love the first like three seasons. (laughs) I love the first three seasons of House of Cards because like they're they're fighting, they're scrapping. But the the thing, one of the things that I admired about them so much on House of Cards was anytime they had a setback, and if anybody else watched the show, like you would always see them, they would go and they would smoke a cigarette. And like, accept what happened. Like, they would both realize, mm-hmm. like, they would talk about it. Like, hey, here's what happened. Like, we didn't see this coming or this hurt. You know, like, 
this person betrayed us. They would like be think about it. They would be introspective. They would realize what they did, what they could have done. And they're like, this is our time right here. So if you heard about something, talk about it or deal with it. Yeah. And then we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> that's, the, that's the, the missing piece. Like being able to say, okay, this happened. Here's how I'm trying to get better from it. And then moving forward. And here's what I need to do. Because somebody could tell you no. Like if you ha- you're going for a job and they say, nah, you, you don't have all the qualifications we need. Okay. What were y'all looking for? And then if that's what you want to do. If that's your, if that's your goal. You go and you use those things. Okay, I need this, this, and this. Hmm. I, you I, about to say, about to say, you about to say. I, I'm yeah, I was about to definitely agree to that. That is the missing piece, being able to uh, take that no and still use it maybe in a positive way. Like, what did you learn from it? Or even like you just said in that job interview, well, what were you looking for? Um, or that, that dude that's trying to holler at that girl and she just told you no. It's like, mm-hmm. well, well, what were you looking for mm-hmm. in a in a possible boyfriend? <laughs> what What is it yeah. when you have someone who someone else just brings a negative energy to you? Say so, wait, say that one more time. What do you do with it when it's because I think that's the I think that's the thing. The bigger issue as we get older is when you recognize. This person brings negative energy. Negative, and when I mean my negative, it doesn't. I'm not saying they're mean. They, it, it could be what they mean. Mm-hmm. They're a narcissist. They have issues. They crazy. But I'm. It could also be where it's just you come with a lot. This comes with a lot to be your friend or <laughs> or associate or whatever. What is yeah. that? Well, this is the the only child selfish part of me. I mean, if you can get rid of me, get rid of. Me. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, <laughs> some of these people could be, could be your relatives that you cannot just, you know, get rid of, um, or they could be a coworker that you have to work with. Uh, I always say, you know, try do your best to limit your exposure with that person if you can, or just understand. After I deal with this person, I need to go to my safe space. I need so if I gotta spend thirty minutes with this person talking about a project at work. I don't need to have a back-to-back meeting. Like I need 30 minutes to go to my desk and maybe listen to, you know, a podcast like this one. Yeah, uh, right. Or, exactly. you know, play some music. You know, I might need to listen to some Jeezy. Like I might need to, you might need something. Mm-hmm. I need to go take a 10 minute walk out there. I meet with this person to kind of re- reflect or recharge. Like, so that's, those are the things I would do. I mean, I just, cause some people you just have to deal with, you know, but you have to right. try to limit right. it. And make sure that you know you're taking care of yourself after those exchanges. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. I agree. And I think that I think that the between family and job is probably the two times where it's like those moments where this I just got to deal with these people and figure out how to limit limit their access to me and my and my interactions with them Mm -hmm. we just had this conversation about family matter of fact where i was like hey some i'm the only child like steven you already know you understand as the only child and then you are you have friends or even married to somebody who has multiple siblings and big families it's like i i need i gotta walk away it's it becomes too much so just Mm -hmm. an example in a transparent moment i remember it might have been our first family vacation together or our second family vacation where I'm going with my husband and his family and everybody. So by day 
it, I don't know. We were gone for maybe about five, six days or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like five. It's like a week. Like we're literally gone for a week with the family together, all staying in one big condo. You know, all the different. Everybody got them bedrooms and everything, right? By like day two or three, I <laughs> I called my mama and I was like, I I'm I don't mm, like something ain't right. Mama <laughs> and my mom was like, I figured to be around by this time, <laughs> where she just knew like. You are only child and you're around all them people. You get like antsy. And it's just sometimes I just need to kind of go to my room and, and go by myself. And 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 I'm always worried that somebody's gonna think I'm being antisocial, but it's just it, it just becomes overwhelming that it's all these people around. All like they're like they're there all the time. And it, it, it's no no shade to you. I just kind of wanted to just not be around people. <laughs> yeah. No, I was it's funny because I was that was my nickname when I was in a, um, a management program because I never wanted to hang out with anybody. Like, my nickname was antisocial. <laughs> I was like, nah, I just, I just need my own time. Like, I just spent 10 hours yeah. working with y'all all day. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm going back to my room. I'm about to go watch ESPN mm-hmm. and, and relax. I, I don't, I mean, and, and I'm sorry. I, I've just spent a majority of my life by myself. I know what I need. And going out with y'all isn't what I need right now. And that Ooh. people may call that antisocial, but it's more important that I had that time to myself. Now, yeah, every now and then did I, did I go out? Yeah, because I want to make friends. I want people to know me. I want to know other people. And you you take those opportunities when you can, but I can't do this every night. And there's some people who can. Like They just have that. They need to go and spend time with other people. I don't need that. So I, I need myself. You know, be able to spend oh. another ten hours with y'all tomorrow. I need to go to this room and <laughs> and chill. So, but right. I, it's funny you said that because I actually have a rule: if I go out of town, if I'm staying with someone or if somebody comes to visit me, it's a three day max. At, on day three, I need to either go to a hotel or I need to go home. Mm. Yes, yes, that needs yes, like that is that is an unsaid law in my life. By day three. I can't do it. I gotta some. Yep. I need some time. Just give me, just give me a minute to be by myself. And it ain't no, nothing wrong with you. It's just like you said. I that's just me. That's just my personality. It's just like with the quarantine. One of, one of uh, my last and I were like, "Why are everybody in such a rush to be back around people?" Like for, for us, it was I'm good. You mean, I don't have to. I don't have to see you at the bar, club, even the grocery store. Like, I don't have to see you. If I can go in and, sh- and they say we got to go one by one, I'm good. I just go shop by myself, get my stuff and go home. But I don't think everybody, you know, mm, so that's not a that's not a thing that everybody understands that some people may not be able to handle that much at, at that time. But on top of that, I don't think that people realize sometimes on social media, I can't handle that. So with, with seeing where I've, re- I've recognized that that unfollow button, is one of the best blessings on any social media platform where I don't have to, I don't have to, um, uh, formally not be your friend. I can just not see what you post and just don't feel that mm-hmm. energy. Cause if you're the person who every time you post something, it's going to trigger me. I just need to unfollow you. And on top of that, yeah. if I already know, let's call a space. If I already know I don't like you, well, I'm going because our <laughs> students good for that. They'll, so why you follow her if you already don't like her and you follow her in the seventh and eighth grade? Why is she your friend on Facebook? Why are you even start that drama in your life? I don't understand. But people will do that. It's like you subject yourself to the negativity. Don't do that. 
Yeah. I mean, if they don't lock you now, they're not going to lock you tomorrow. Like, there's nothing that's going to change it. Like, there are people that I haven't liked since the first grade. We just we just don't bang <laughs> together. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-mm. Oh, uh, I don't want nothing to do with you. I, and I guess you I know that's my, true. Get... You know that's true. There are people that when we, when we, if we text right now, you know I'm going to say something, you know, something sassy. Like, it ain't be cool. <laughs> Sassy. I'm gonna say oh, something sassy. Oh, bruh. Listen. But you know what's crazy? That I, being able to sit with your feelings and understand stuff, this is what I would tell somebody. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I don't wanna. Okay. Huh. I'm gonna say it like this. Let me get a professional way and then I'm gonna say the ratchet way. Let's be sophisticated ratchet. I remember st- a student, there was a fight that happened in our building one time, and one of the one of my coworkers said, that's just crazy. I just don't understand what would make someone want to fight somebody. And I looked at her and I said, oh, baby, you can catch these hands like that. Sometimes that's just what has to happen. Right? Like she and I would and I would see clear as day as to why that girl got knocked out. Like that. She, she had enough. She had a the other girl. Then, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I, I want people to know that it is OK to be angry with someone. It is OK to feel like if, if she was to walk in right now, I'm going to punch her in her face. But to say, you know what? I don't want to do that though, because because that could be an assault charge at this age. This is not suspension or detention. Mm-hmm. So let me go and sit with my thoughts. Let me figure out my triggers and let me slowly take the steps to remove this person out of my life, or yeah. slowly decrease my uh some uh, time around them. And I and I can remember when when I would say that I I, I unfollowed somebody or I I blocked them. They'd be like, "Oh my God, you had to block like, yeah, why? Well." I don't understand why are we still, why are we still entertaining stuff that we we've already identified as a problem. So because yeah, now now at this point you like block- to suffer. Yeah, unfollowing people are blocking them. You don't even realize how good it feels until you like a week later you're scrolling through and you like, yeah and you realize I ain't different. seen that BS. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Why my feet feel right. amazing right now? Like I feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It is the thing that you wish you could do in real life. Yes. That's what you yeah. gotta think of it as. Absolutely. If you got that coworker that you could really just like, oh, I can just hit the button and you just just magically not in the building no more. This is great. That it is you can literally do that on social media. And the unfortunate part is like I see people um play play victim. Play victim. This is why, mm-hmm. you know, you wanna do this and you wanna um it's almost I've heard Pat, different preachers say this about now nah, you ain't got that many haters. Come on now. You some something at some, some point something wrong with you. Yeah, you just yeah. you just being extra. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you really are truly looking for like some type of peace, you learn how to acknowledge it, go off, say what you got to say, punch the wall, pillow, whatever you gotta do, and then say, All right, now it's time for me. And now that I've got it out of my system, I'm gonna take my steps to do that. But yeah. don't fool yourself and think that you can do that in five seconds. Right. Right, right. Not for mm-hmm. every situation. Sometimes every you do got to take yeah. that time to really, like you say, be one with your thoughts and, and get it all out your system, however that may may look. Mm-hmm. But kind of keep it in line with not having any kind of severe consequences and repercussions. I know. Because you, um, you know you saw that girl yeah. set that, that guy caught on fire. Yeah, Don't and you saw that. what happened to her as soon as it caught on fire, <laughs> yeah, too. That dude was crazy. Head back. <laughs> How did she get back up? I'm so confused. <laughs> Oh, but you talking? Listen, she got back up and collected the evidence and left. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole Chinese has a face, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking about a whole said. head was inside the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the truck. Something y'all said made me think made me think of something. And I haven't fleshed this this fully out. So I'm glad y'all are here. And you know, if it doesn't make sense to some of y'all, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just it just came to my head. There are some people though, and this is weird, that are fueled by negativity. Like in a bad way. Oh, like, they oh need, absolutely. They need messiness, they need drama to like that's their energy. Like, hey, I'm only at 20%, but if right. I go and get into this argument. I start some foolishness up. Now I'm at hundred. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want you to know, cause see, I'm gonna have some people listening to this episode, and I just want to be clear. I ain't talked to Stephen about nothing. Stephen, <laughs> I talked to you about anything uh, before we started. I just want you to say it now, cause see, somebody gonna be see that. Oh, no, I didn't say a thing. Yeah. This man has come to a conclusion that several of us have already reached, mm-hmm. but it's important to know because see. If I sit with my emotions and think about it, and because because some of us know we have a friend like that. You only call me when you're ready to go put gasoline in his car mm-hmm. and go blow it up. Yeah. You only call me when you done found out he did such and such. When when do we all get the phone call with some positivity? Because you're fueled by negative energy, mm-hmm. which in, in return depleted me, <laughs> and I can't keep doing that. Right, man. You got to look out for yourself. At some point, you got to look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Mm-mm-mm. Are you that friend, Doctor Deuce? That's already that's always ready to go. Like all I gotta do is call you. And you just listen. tell you, come pick you up. On go. On go. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad part. The, is that the, the thing is, is, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! I think I honestly. I think that's why I was able to relate to my students sometimes because I, I I would be like, what you said, who said what? Like, like, let's go. But then I don't know. You just you just get in a place where you okay, I tell you what type of place I, I think I got to, to where I recognize when I need to be assertive and stand up for myself and when I need to just remove myself from the situation. Because I, I don't it's just you know you know the more you um the more time you spend developing your emotional intelligence the less time you spend responding to nonsense that is a fact absolutely so i've i've gotten to the point where that made me angry i am so upset i'm i may write it down in a journal i may and i I may have my go-to people that i call and just ah, I need to vent that out, but I've 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 grounded myself in trying to be emotionally intelligent. That that my emotions are not what pushes me to make the status or to call the person or to text the person or or whatever it is that I was going to do because I realized like I I really I'm telling you the last couple of years adults do not have a good level of emotional intelligence. They are just as bad as children. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something yeah. to be developed. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, mm-mm, I can't. Mm-mm. And people will bring you down to their level, even if you do have a good emotional intelligence. Like it, it is amazing how somebody saying something to you crazy will just take you there. Like you don't even, like you're doing great. You're fine. And then somebody starts barking at you like, hmm? Oh, like, and, and it's not just a man thing. Like, I think it's just a person thing. Like, it's an ego. Like, right. it's like, you talking to me? 
Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Okay. Because you know what? Because really, and truthfully, I would tell people. I said a lot of the times, what would happen in altercations with students is a, it's a, it's a simple, it's a simple concept. You tried me. Like I feel like mm-hmm. you wanted to try me to see something, and like the kids say, "Oh, I can't let you try me." Like I ain't like, that can't happen. So th- that's why I'm, that's why I get into the space of okay, access to my energy is a privilege. I'm not even let's not let you that close. You know what I'm saying? Or if yeah. I feel like that is happening, um, how do I uh, assert myself and say what I need to say and? you know, go ahead and all right, let's go. go now, I'm not perfect at it. I can say that, but it's, it's, it's the, those are the type of behaviors you just try to grow into. But I completely understand when you're like, Nope, I got, I got the time today. When people say I got time today. Yeah, oh, I get that, it. Yeah. That's like, exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people do a different type of energy. Like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, I've been saving mm-hmm. this one. So here you go. You can have it. <laughs> I got an extra right now. You hey, hey, that's like uh, that's like our boy Toby just came out with his new yeah. song. Try Jesus, yep. try Jesus. <laughs> Listen, don't try Toby. Me. Hit, you know Toby the made a national anthem when my daddy didn't sent me the song. Right, exactly. My daddy was like, "Listen oh, wow. to this, daddy is daddy. How you know about Toby? Where you? <laughs> who sent you that?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Steve Harvey was playing it. That's how I know. That's how I know Toby did something. Rick, with Steve yeah, Holland. Ricky Smiley was playing it. Yeah, no, everybody y'all serious. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Toby and Blue. And, and yeah. think about it. And I want y'all, but y'all pay attention now. Pay attention to this. That's how powerful the conversation of energy is, because that's really what that song is about. Mm-hmm. You tried me. You put your energy mm-hmm. into into thinking that you you gonna try me. And everybody in the world uh, understood that concept. Absolutely right. Of yep, there's some days that I feel like I just need to throw hands. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen. But of course, that's why we're trying to have this podcast to get you to um <laughs> channel that yes. to something else, right? We don't want you to have to throw these hands on someone because guess what? <laughs> if you're over thirty, it hurts a lot to get hit in the face. Like it hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes time to heal. The healing process is a little More, longer the older you get. Yes, a little, a little is an understatement. It takes a long time. And let me also tell you this: <laughs> if you haven't hit someone in a long time, it's going to hurt you too. Your hand's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah. Like fighting isn't as fun Not as it used to be when you was like eighteen, nineteen. Right. Absolutely right, bro. We get a you get a cut now. You be just oh, I can't go to work. Yeah, what I'm, is going? I'm, I'm still oh. healing from a little cut I had about two or three months ago. Yeah, even he, he didn't even have Shailen band aids on. Shailen was like, "That's my band aid." I'm running out. I don't know, ran out of band aid twice. Like, you got on this? Why you got on this hot pink band aid? Big pack. I'm like, man, Sam's ain't got enough band aids. And then the sad part when you get older and you get hurt, you don't know how it happened. He to this day be like, I don't know where. When did that happen? Your mind just gone. All the time. <laughs> I cut myself all the time now. I'm like, I don't remember doing anything with this hand. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all yeah, the time. We completely, completely understand. Listen, I ain't going to jive on myself, but I, um, I have tendonitis in my arms, and then I have plantar fasciitis in my both feet, right? So, in the heels of my, the heel of my foot. And so, I was getting an upgrade for my phone. And the lady was just like putting my purple and she just happened to like look down and saw that I had my 
foot wrap because I have to wear these wraps on my foot all the time. And she was like, oh, why are you wearing that? And so I explained to her, I got plantar fasciitis and da 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 blah, 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 blah. And so this black dude next to her was like, hell, I was going to ask you what's wrong with your arms. You got that? <laughs> I was like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> and I mean, he said it too, like, she all wrapped up. What's wrong with her? going on. You just got out of wheelchair somewhere. <laughs> That's what I be looking like. Yeah, and then... And then Shaylin be bringing me the stuff. Like, the, you don't have your feet things. Right. Right, mama, <laughs> you know you need these before you go out of this house. Put them on. <laughs> I know. I know. We get old. Listen, we about to be approaching. Uh, ooh, goodness. Because in four years, it'll be our 20th high school reunion for me and Steven. And in three years, you'll be your 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. My mama used to say years. stuff like double digit years yeah. or something. I'm like. Yo. Ooh. <laughs> we thought it was a lifetime away to get to tenure. Like, ooh, when we have our tenure, tenure reunion, boy, yeah. we done almost doubled that. Yeah, I ain't gonna be. I, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and say this to the class of 2004. I'm not doing that tenure reunion, the 20 year, like I did the tenure. We ain't gonna be. We ain't, listen, y'all. We can't hold on like that no more. We can't. Stephen, yeah. you missed it, but just who, know. Who are, you, who are you trying to prevent? You or us? Because we already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I, mm. That's a good question. Who, who am I trying to myself? I'm trying to convince myself. I'm yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now just take that energy. We're gonna be still doing this. <laughs> take the energy you got right there and just wrap it back up and just start start playing. Right. There you go. That's Bingo. How, that's you how got, you reposition. You that's how you reposition mm-hmm. right there. Uh, that's how you reposition. There you Ooh, there you that need to be another. That's another episode. Repositioning physically and <laughs> physically and emotionally and digitally. Mm. Mm, baby mm. that's a, that's y'all uh, yeah that's good you need to reposition yourself physically emotionally and digitally because you can't leave that digital part out especially not now when a, a lot of people are still at home that's yeah that is a book and it's the perfect time to come that's out with it run it doc <laughs> run it doc he let's said, go y'all. he said y'all that mean me oh, and you whoa 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 whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> You see how he did? You said he just melted all the way wait down. Just no wait, I gotta write I'll something. I crunch the numbers for for the for the you know the price and the money coming in, but you write them words, get them words together. Oh jeez, create some. All no, right, you can create some type of assessment for the back of it, so y'all then y'all can sell it to the school district. There you go. All right, there it is. There it is. Statistics. Right. That's what he needs. There, Statistics. Is. there it is, baby. Run them stats. Let's go. I'm gonna take two percent because I just gave y'all free game right there. So I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll take that. That'll, that'll work. I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Let's just make sure this will be a real book. Don't have no B. Simone book out here. Oh, my. P- Piecing stuff together from Pinterest. You know, everybody an entrepreneur today. I just want to say that out loud. Yes, Lord Okay. So we've been out here long enough. Listen, I know we got stuff to do. So, but before we close, I'm going to do this. Um, I want to make sure we show some special appreciation for our podcast supporters. Want to list them out. Bowtie Planners. That's B-E-A-U-T-I-E. Shout out to Sean Palmer, who was on our episode about Dear White People. Um, the Cam K. Way, The Skin Society. Marietta Smile Gallery with Dr. Michael Thomas. Taste Buds, Nostalgia Clothing. Real Fit and Distinctive Curations. Visit our webpage at www.therieffect.com. That was a lot of letters. Um, click on podcast and then go to the supporter page and you can go to their um their uh websites. Also on the I ain't even tell Steven this, so hey, cause Steven get mad if I be like, so you ain't you ain't wanna say that you was doing this. 
on the let me find the date. People, let me get Leave me alone. On August fourth, which is next Tuesday from twelve to one, I'm going to be a part of the um, school talk on race, which is hosted by the YWCA in North Carolina with Miss Janiqua Palmer. Um, so that that will be featured on Facebook Live, I believe it is. Yes. So I will post it on our Instagram page so you can see where it is. But we we got a panel of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. And we're going to talk about race in the school system. So we'll be doing that. Um, also, uh, shout out to Stephen for joining us again tonight. Absolutely. Thank appreciate you. that, Steve. Appreciate that. I ain't tell you what he I'm did, though. I'm proud of that self-promotion you did right there. I'm proud of that self-promotion. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. working on my. I know you're working on my life. Yeah. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do better. Listen, my line sisters always tell me they like you good at hiding everything. I ain't gonna tell you I'm pregnant, married, got a. I wouldn't tell I got a podcast, and I was like that. Well, how people gonna listen, Sharon? You gotta kind of say go. that. So I'm getting better at that. They're um, right. So I don't I, even remember how I found out you were pregnant. They're they're right. They're onto something there. <laughs> yeah, like Melvin. I'm I'm gonna tell you exactly. Snapchat. None of that was out then. It was Instagram and Facebook. Melvin took a picture and posted of me pregnant one time on Instagram. So if you were his Instagram friend, you saw that. But I never made word of it on Facebook, never mentioned on nothing else, just acted like nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, July 19, 2013, hey, y'all, this is my baby. Bloop, there's a child. Everybody was like, what the what? <laughs> When and then you? see, I was on I was on bed rest at the hospital. So yeah, that's the big thing. You was on bed. Yeah, rest I wasn't like I was out in public, yeah. and somebody saw me wobbling somewhere. They were like, mm, "We not, we ain't seen we ain't seen her." Yeah, it was a smooth transition. Just like we're going to get my degree. Everybody like you was in school. Absolutely. Smooth yeah, three transition. years. Didn't tell nobody. Cause cause listen, like my uh, big brother Benji said, I like to lick my wounds in private. So if I if I had flunked out of school, y'all wouldn't know. <laughs> you would have never known I went for this degree. So <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, don't congratulate him. Gotta gotta congratulate the brother Whatever. Benjamin Ivy. Got his MBA too. And I just like to say I got a lot From of friends. From the with him. Georgia Institute of Technology. Let's go, Jacket. Hope y'all win a game. <laughs> don't do that. Don't all right, it's time to wrap this up, because I'm gonna okay. put these hands on. Because okay. <laughs> I let me stop <laughs> before I go holding up three minutes driving on Georgia Tech. Keep on now. I just like to say though that I, now I got three friends with MBAs and I'd be texting them about stuff and they'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I literally would text. I go in order. I go, Steven, oh, Carlton, man. Benji. Send all of them a message. They'll send me back. I don't know. <laughs> How y'all all three got MBAs? <laughs> they, ain't never, they ain't never said that in class. Oh, okay. All right. Then fine. Anyways. All right. But anyway, I appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Y'all make sure you go subscribe um, to on um, the podcast on all um platforms visit us on instagram at after school talk also on twitter after school talk or two dukes up the number two dukes up um also at dog team educator and dr s dukes yeah i said your twitter he was like lord don't say mine but anyway all right y'all love y'all peace